Hello and welcome to the Getting Ellie's podcast. This is episode, episode nine uh, and I'm t- t- uh, covered here today with Andy Robson. We're going to th- talk about genetics and the mindset. Andy, welcome to the podcast again. Hey mate, glad, uh, glad to be back. Glad to actually be able to hear you this time. It's, uh, it seems to be working a bit better. Yeah, it's all good. How's everything over there with you? I'm good, man. I'm really, really good. Uh, very, very thankful that things have opened up this week. Um, a combination of being able to go to the gym again and barbers opening has pretty much made my week, so I'm happy. <laughs> Fucked myself up a little bit. have not followed my own advice with taking things easy. I'm a bit of a wreck, but enjoying it. Suffering from doms. Yeah, just just general like. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it other than being fucked up. Like, I'm so tired. Like, everything hurts. Um, but it's such a good feeling after I've been out so long. And as I say, I saw, um, I got a Snapchat or a WhatsApp at 20 past nine Monday morning uh, off one of my mates and he was sat in the pub. Amazing. Yeah. Does um, <laughs> it into the spectrum, innit? And fair play, he, he didn't order one pint, he ordered four. Okay. Uh, two Guinness, two lagers, and they were gone by 25. Uh, he, he sent us, I think it was 9.21, and at half nine, he sent put his next order in, and I was like, do you know what? I'd usually judge you, but it, listen, I was... That's in the-, the thing. I don't even know what to say to that. With the way the world's gone over the last year, like, are you like, fucking well done? Or are you like, yeah. is that what you want to do? Like, nah, fair play. And that's the thing. Usually, I'd criticise and be like, "Fucking, what's what's he doing, what, dickhead?" Doing Monday morning. Yeah. On the other side, I was like, "Do you know what? Fair play. Enjoy yourself." And I'm, I'm I was saying this weekend, like, if people are going out this weekend, enjoy themselves, sort of thing. And it does feel like we've been starved from everything. Yeah. It's like a big, <laughs> everything. A big hit, and everyone's like, "How do I drink? How how do I go back to the gym? What do I do?" And I yeah. just forgot the basics. As I mentioned, it's like a school holiday. Do you know, go yeah. back to a certain class? And they're like, so do you remember last term we did history? And you're like, history? I thought we were doing French. Yeah. <laughs> and it's completely it. backwards. I can just imagine people like carrying tinnies into the gym. It's like, hang on, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a thing where um it was it was it was a joke, but in Wigan, uh, there when the pubs were open but the gyms are closed or something. They were, you can do it outside or something. If um, yeah. And they had uh, they put a little bar with full of alcohol. So if the police yeah. were to come, they'd be serving alcohol. There was, oh, was yeah. some twist on it to try and keep the gyms open. Um, but yeah, so genetics. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's delve into this because this is a subject where a lot of people get confused between genetics of what's the truth and genetics what they want to believe yeah 100 percent um i think that's pretty much it like in a nutshell um because like it, it does have like it does have some impact but most people use it as an excuse for doing stupid shit like well i can't you know that this is kind of a mindset thing well i'm never going to get results anyway so i won't even try it's my genetics like no shit if you don't try you're not going to get results um i think what would be helpful, like, I'll give a bit of background kind of towards my mindset towards the whole thing and, like, diet culture in general, because ultimately, like, diets work. You know, you can't say diets don't work. If you diet well and you move well, you'll lose weight. Um, the problem is the culture behind it doesn't work, and it doesn't really matter what the diet is. If you do keto, paleo, whatever, it'll all work if you do it right. You can stick to it. Um, 
you know, we've got to I hate keto in most instances. Um, it just seems stupid, but it works for some people. Some people swear by it. Um, but, you know, done the right way, they'll all work. I think if we take a step back and just look at people's physical and mental health overall, like it's all getting worse. Like lifestyle diseases are on the rise, mental, uh, depression, anxiety, all that sort of shit, suicides on the rise. Um, and we've never had more awareness about all this sort of shit. We've never had more health awareness, more mental health awareness, and it's still getting worse. So we're either trying to fix things in the wrong way or we're missing some bit of important information um, or we're using information in the wrong way. Uh, the way I see it is like gaining weight, being out of shape and just overall like poor health is a symptom of something else. Um, like no one decides to get that. Um, it's, it's, it's always whether it's a mindset thing, whether it's a, a genetic thing, we'll cover that off in a minute, but it's always a symptom of something else. And all we're trying to do with like diet culture is it's like we've got, it's like we've got a hole in a pipe and there's just water gushing out of the pipe. And all we're doing is like shoving our hands over it and holding it closed. As soon as we take our hands off, like water's going to fly out again. As soon as we stop focusing on what we're doing, water's going to fly out again. Um, it's kind of like, this is where I may be a little bit more controversial, if you like. I get a lot of shit for this. Um, because Honest, right word. Honest, yeah. I think that's it. It's like, ultimately, there's a lot of things we don't know about the human body. Um, and this is ultimately like my what I'd like to consider my educated opinion. Um, but, you know, with, with like diabetes, you know, your body's not producing insulin in the right way. It's not producing the right response to carbs. Oh, cool. We'll just give you exogenous insulin. We'll give you, we'll prescribe you a medication. Um, depression and anxiety, again, body's not creating the right serotonin dopamine response. We'll give you pills. Too fat, gastric bands, high blood pressure, blood pressure pills, high cholesterol, statins, which are fucking terrible. And it's just like, constantly trying to keep like your hands on different parts of the pipe as more water's get gushing out um and the thing is like our body doesn't randomly fuck up like it just doesn't <laughs> our body's insanely intricate insanely complicated insanely smart it doesn't just randomly fuck up without us doing something to it um i think this attitude of just kind of putting our hands over the pipe is, is more than anything um what's fucking us up um I think yeah. we look, I think we look for excuses as you mentioned and I also think that we look for an easy way um, to try and find our excuse so if we have um, let's say anxiety if, if someone suffers from anxiety some will use it as um, as a stepping stone to go to become a better person so yeah. let it take over and, yeah. and go the opposite way. And when it becomes, and I hate, I, I honestly hate the tablet side of things. Like yeah. if there's an issue tablet, if there's an issue tablet, or I mean, I've got, got a headache tablet, if I've got anxiety yeah. tablet. And it annoys me because there's such so much money in the industry of pharmacy and tablets that they have to keep prescribing the same fucking tablets to yeah. keep that industry alive. Think of it. If we stop taking tablets, that industry is not needed. That 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 side of creating tablets is not needed. But the amount yeah. of money, and I, I really do, I'm, I might be miles off, but the amount of money that goes to the government 
from these taxes and the prescriptions and all this is ridiculous. And that's why they keep upping the dosage. In my, in my opinion, I might be miles wrong. And if I can yeah. have someone on that will go, I'm a doctor in tablets and I create the tablets then. All yeah. that. Until then, I'm going to stay with my opinion and say, no, I hate the thought of it. Um, I think this is, like, this is like a systemic thing, right? Like the medical industry just doesn't fucking work. Um, and I feel sorry for doctors and stuff because all they're doing is the best that they can do given the system that they've been put in. Like most doctors want people to be healthy, but the rules, the, the system they've been put in is if someone presents these symptoms, you give this, yeah. you know, you, you give this, like you, you'll never go into a GP surgery and you'll go, you know, I'm feeling a bit depressed and they'll go, okay, well, how do you sleep? You know, what do you do for work? How are you managing your health? It's never any of that shit. It's fill in this questionnaire. Here's your pills. Um, it's also not how many times a week do you work out? What's your nutrition yeah. like? What's this like doing this? What triggers your depression? What triggers your anxiety? For me, yeah. I'm terrible at going out on nights out. I hate it. I, yeah. My anxiety goes mental on nights out because I just hate it. So yeah. I've Obviously, we've been in lockdown, but just remove the night out, and I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that. <laughs> and we could get derailed with this. We could speak for hours just on this, I reckon. But I think, like, we mistake being in a new or uncomfortable environment for anxiety. Like, yeah. I was a little bit anxious about going back to the gym on Monday. Like, you know, what are the rules around the one-way system? What hygiene do I need to follow? Will the equipment still be there? How do I plan my work? Like, my anxiety was going through the roof um or you know tech, my, my anxiety it yeah. wasn't anxiety it was just trying to plan around something i didn't have all the information for like that's what it was and a lot of it's strategy and having a, a structure in place of right this is what's going on sort of thing and as you mentioned you create a scenario of a worst case scenario uh, in yeah your head. um like like you go into the gym the worst case scenario would be that you mean you forgot how to lift sort yeah. of thing and you'd injure yourself um yeah. by maybe overdoing it doing something that maybe you've not done in a few in a year or whatever yeah and, and i think we, we, uh, paul mort said the best when he said it's a state of mind yeah it's, it's not it's not an illness it's something you create yeah and when he mentioned my anxiety my depression my doing everything everyone's got a worst case than the next person. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the way that is described is absolutely perfect. And as they go into genetics and we've, we've derailed a little bit uh, into something. We could <laughs> yeah, well, we'll cover up a bit of mindset shit at the end because some helpful things we can do with that. But I think kind of bringing it back to the genetic side of things, I think one of the problems we have when it comes to anything but genetics is one of them real hot topics is like people's opinions super, super divided and either on one side of the fence or on the other, um, you know, like using, and, and let's say this is with everything, you can use what's going on in the world right now as an example. Like people either believe that what's going on now is a global conspiracy and the world's run by evil, powerful, money-hungry, baby-sacrificing people, like all this sort of shit, or you believe that there's something which is, a very clear present day just as humanity and we must do everything in our power to protect everyone like they're the two sides of the fence and there's no in between anymore you're either here or you're here and if you don't fall into this camp or this camp everyone on the opposite side tears you to fucking dress um and i think the same 
the thing with anything, the thing with truth is like, it's always kind of some combination of the two. It's never always completely here or completely here. Um, and, and genetics is a perfect example of this. Like, when it comes to, well, well I'll, I'll relate it specifically to weight loss because I think that's mostly kind of the people we deal with, kind of that, yeah. that's, um, that's their main goal. There are people that believe it's 100% calories or it's 100% the quality of our food or it's 100% genetics or whatever. And truth is, like, it's some blend of all of them, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that the way we can kind of sum that up in a nutshell is, like, if you put two different people give them exactly the same nutrition, exactly the same workout program, they'll get different results. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately that is a genetic thing. But I'm going to say this every fucking time because I don't want people going, oh, it's my genetics, it's fine, I've got an excuse now. If you're there saying it's my genetics, it's fine, fuck you. <laughs> I, you might have slightly suboptimal genetics for something health-related. That does not mean you do not try. <laughs> that is the dumbest mindset towards anything ever. Um, I was going to say, but I'm actually not that bothered. <laughs> um, yeah, like if, if, if your attitude is, oh, it's my genetics, so there's no point in trying, honestly, get your shit together. Yeah. And stop looking for other people to blame. I mean, stop. Yeah. I mean, it, it would, it just, it just gets me sometimes where people will look for someone else to blame if it's their parents or their grandmother or grandparents or you mean, yeah. cousin Sandra who lives, she's never seen cousin Sandra. I mean, yeah. never seen her. It's, yeah. her. it's her fault that we ate cake last week. It's yeah. her birthday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Do you exercise? Well, no. Because, uh, I mean, and this, that, and then I'm like, right, you need to start taking responsibility for yourself. Um, yeah. And a lot of stuff that people claim to be genetics could be resolved by taking a responsibility and being accountable. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cover this in a second. It's like a lot of our genetics are actually controllable anyway um, with our lifestyle stuff. But I think something that's been brilliant when it comes to weight loss is, I don't know, I remember when I was first starting PT in like 12, 13 years ago, there was no real discussion about calories other than kind of quite a niche market, quite a niche group of PTs. Um, it was all carbs, keto, you know, fat-burning supplements, all this sort of stuff. And I think over the last few years, it's fucking brilliant that everything has gone towards energy balance because that's what weight loss is. This isn't just, you know, weight loss and energy balance. Um, it's not just a biological thing. Like, energy balance is a rule of the fucking universe. Yeah. Um, you know, the idea that energy can't be created out as nothing it, you know, and you can't destroy it. It has to move from one place into another and move from one thing into another if it's not used. Um, so I think the fact we're even discussing that now is brilliant. I think the thing I'm kind of just a little bit like pulling back a little bit on or pulling my clients back on a little bit is when we talk about calorie balance and energy balance, what, we, what we're really talking about is calories in versus calories out. That's all, you know, that's a lot of what we see. How much energy we consume versus how many, how, how much, um, how many, how much energy we, how much energy we use. Yeah. There's a third part to this discussion, which is really, really fucking important, um, which is the way in which our body uses energy. Because you and me right now, 
will be using energy in a completely different way. Yeah. You know, me at different times a day will use energy in a completely different way. Like my, the way my brain, my, my nervous system is directing energy through my body right now is completely different to when I'm sat down at nine o'clock with a book, chilling out, getting ready for bed. Yeah. And I think this is the really part of the discussion where we can start to discuss, start to discuss uh, genetics a little bit. Um, and look, I think we need to kind of discuss two things. Or make two, I, I want to make two points is that it's only like social media and society and stuff, which says having too, like a bit of extra fluff, a bit of extra body fat is a bad thing. Um, from a survival point of view, having a little bit of extra body fat, not being able to see your abs means you can survive. You know, if, if there's food runs out, the people who have a little bit of fluff on them, they're going to survive longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing off me, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, and they're going to have more fucking fun as well. Um, it's, it's, it's just kind of the social media, um, the social media thing where we go, okay, well, look, yeah. you should be seeing your abs, all this sort of stuff. Honestly, the people who, who the, the leanest people will die first. Um, well, it's a good, as you mentioned, then I'm uh, going to uh, come across a little bit. Uh, it's a great example the Kardashian photo that got leaked uh, last week. Okay, so a photo of one of the Kardashians got leaked last week. No filter, no edit, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, the, the, the look normal. I don't want to say normal, but I mean, it didn't look. I, I, I can't be careful my words here because they well, look different to their photoshop moves. yeah and it's like there's, there's nothing wrong with that photo yeah and it's not I'm, I'm not going to body shaming people that I mean uh, larger or not I mean a smaller there is nothing wrong with a photo whatsoever for it yeah. needing to be editing but then they're now going into uh, suing and court case and everything for every person that shared that photo or commented, they're going to try and uh, sort a uh, court case against them, which I That's find absolutely idea. mental because it was they were shared without their consent. Yeah. And it was not a photo they wanted to leak. I call bullshit and I think they knew what they were doing with that photo because they wanted a little bit of attention going towards yeah. them. And this is the way they've done it is putting an, a normal photo of them. Yeah. As such, it, it, it'd be like if if you and me took a photo by the beach, right? And it was a, a random day, hot day. We went down to the beach, not trained, yeah. and it was just like enjoying life. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, a photo where, right? I've got three weeks. I'll cut my carbs out just to look a little bit leaner, look a little bit doing. Doing. Yeah. It wasn't any of that. It was just, a, and it, it's it's a difficult subject because I'm here now feeling like. What words can I use to describe that photo without having that backlash of people going, that's body shaming, that's fat shaming. It's not, it's not at all. It's needing to accept, it's too, it's gone too far of normalizing now because you've got people who are thin, yeah. small waist, leaning over for engagement and having roles. And that pisses yeah. me off more than anything 100%. else. hundred percent. I fucking hate that. It um, is the most detoxy de thing going. It, Fucking annoys me. Uh, girls with, go on, go and say it. I was gonna say one of the things that fucks me off most about this is the chicks who are like, or no, not just chicks. It's not fair just to do this chicks because the guys do it too. Is they'll have, let's say they have a hundred posts, 
100 posts are like model shots, angles, out angling everything. And then I'll have one shot go, oh, look at my stretch marks. <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> um, and I'm all for normalizing them. Okay. Certainly yeah. stretch marks. Doing Everyone has them. Doing, I'm all for normalizing. Yeah. But don't take the fucking piss and take it too far. Yeah. Especially. And, and this is where it's hard, right? Is because in this oversensitive thing, like you don't even know what fucking words you can use. Yeah. Um, we have, we can't lose the, the willingness and the ability to be objective. Like if someone is significantly overweight, we need to be able to have the right to say, you are fat, you are damaging your health. It, yeah, yeah. Or you carry fat, you carry more fat than you should. Yeah. And, and, and this is the thing, it's not an attack on the person, it's a very objective thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like calling, calling a spade a spade. If someone is, you, you can't hide from the fact if someone is significantly overweight or obese, that is very damaging to your health. It increases the risk of everything. You know, if you, if you quite literally Google um, what are the health impacts of being obese, I think it comes up from the CDC, impacts the risks of all causes of death, increases the risk of all causes of death. And I think whilst we have to balance kind of not body shame and not doing all this, that and the other, we still have to be objective and be like, look, if you put on an excessive amount of weight, you are putting yourself at risk. Yeah. Um, you, we need to realize as well that weight weight fluctuates fluctuates every day. Yeah. For for you for you to maybe have a takeaway tonight and wake up tomorrow morning feeling bloated, which you probably will. If you've not drunk your water, you're going to be a bit bloated. Don't sit in an awkward position with a camera and a tripod and take a fucking photo to try and get a couple morning engagement and a couple of, oh, babe, you look amazing. Oh, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Quit it now. It's fucking done. I, I had this, like, kind of really, I had this random thought the other day. Because I, I don't know if it was the same <laughs> when you were growing up. Like, when I was 13, 14 years old, if I wanted a picture of a chicken or underwear, I had to fucking graft. Like, you had to work hard for that picture, right? Like, if you were chatting a girl up, you had to work hard. Now all you need to do is go on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, it, I, it, I just find it very weird that this is a normal thing to do. Like, not that there's anything wrong with appreciating your body, but just from the era I grew up, it's like, things have changed a lot. I feel like an old man. Do you know what? I, I'm all for normalising everything and doing... Body positivity, I'm all for that. A huge, I'm yeah. doing. I will support anyone if someone posts a photo and I'm like, you know what, well done. Yeah. To be confident in your own skin, well done. You're doing know, fucking goal smash. Especially if they're working hard. Especially 100%. Like, for example, Adele, all right, great example, losing yeah. seven stone or whatever. Fucking well done, you. Yeah. Right? Not saying that there was nothing wrong last, I mean, before, but the health risks were higher. Yeah. But for her to, to dial that back, fantastic. For, for people to come out and then just go, this is me next to a photo of Adele. Yeah. Uh, I, th I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Do you know what pissed me off about the Adele? We, we're going to be here for fucking hours just doing all this. But with the Adele thing, people said Adele was fat shaming by losing weight. What the fuck is going on in people's heads? So I don't know if you saw the, and I, I don't know, I'm going to call her out on this fucker. Um, I don't know if you saw ITV the, this morning, uh, the fat doctor. She calls herself the fat doctor. I'm not calling her a fat doctor. Um, yeah. She said that um, she was all for um, that we 
if you go to the gym, you're fat shaming people. If you're, um, we should have fat superheroes uh, as children um, to be looking up to. And I strongly disagree with this. All right? And I will, I'll put my neck on the line. I'll probably get a few messages that you fuck off as well. But if I saw a fat Spider-Man try to swing from one roof to another and probably not be able to, it would be a comedy act. Not yeah. a superhero, okay? So yeah. the last time we had, um, let's say, fat comedy sort of things was Little Britain. And look how that fucking ended. Yeah. Okay? I mean, let's be yeah. realistic about it. And I'm all for being realistic. And I'm all for being normalising everything. But when they when she came on and just slandered into, and I'm not going to go down the, because um, she was going in on white privilege and everything, and I'm not going to go down yeah. that route as well, because that's a complete different subject. But yeah. I just think that ITV, first of all, are... Uh, just they're getting people on who should be educating. There's hundreds and thousands of people at home furloughed watching that going, I don't need to go to a gym anymore. If I go to gym, I'm yeah. fat shaming. I, I, can't, I can't eat well because I'm fat shaming. I, and I was like, do you know what? She's got a complete run. She did what she needed to do. Her following and she had a book coming out as well, of course. 100%, yeah. And she's only a GP. She's not even a doctor. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Is if... The, Oh, this this is like a half hour discussion. But in a nutshell, GPs are very skilled at diagnosing something, but they're overworked. They don't have the time to delve into people's issues in you know in depth. Yes. They shouldn't be allowed to prescribe for specific issues. Like there should be, you know, say say a woman's having fertility issues or you know has something like PCOS. A yeah. GP shouldn't, in my opinion, shouldn't be able to prescribe the pill without referring to an endocrinologist. 100%. I yeah. As I say, just the way, and I got blocked quite quick off her um, because I put my post, and within 30 seconds, my post got pulled down um, yeah. and I got blocked. And it was like, it, was, it wasn't it was a dig. It was a conversation of going, I disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. If And it was like a little picture in picture. I was like, do you think Spider-Man's going to come and save me? Do you think Superman? It was obese Superman and Spider-Man. I was like, do you think yeah. they're going to save me? No. Kids, and when, when I was a kid, I was wanted to look like, I mean, I wanted to, Spider-Man taking his shirt was something iconic. Yeah, 100%. And then, um, and yeah, and I think, oh, what was it? What was I going to say? Um, being objective about it, body fat, I think a we do have a slightly skewed perspective of what healthy body fat is. Like we we have a skewed perspective in that really low body fat is healthy body fat, and we kind of need to move a bit more towards slightly higher body fat. But body fat is like a really clear indication of where someone's health is at. Like it's probably the most obvious indication of where someone's health is at. If someone's obese, they have you know you, you can bet your mortgage they have health issues that need dealing with. Um, and there's all kind of gone. So, sorry, sorry, gone. And I, and I was just going to say, like I said uh, uh, at the start, is being overweight, overeating, not taking care of your health, that's a symptom of something else going wrong. Like, if you don't want to take care of yourself, that's because you're too burnt out to, you're too stressed, um, you don't know what to do. Like, it's a symptom of something else. Like, no one wants to be overweight, apart from a few people who, like, it's a very, very tiny minority. Yeah. Most people would, if they were just given the choice on paper, would choose to be in better shape and in better health. They would. Um the bit where, you know, the putting on weight or losing weight, if, if being in good shape doesn't happen, that's a symptom of something else going wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she said, uh, and 
this is one thing I quoted and it, it stayed with me. She said that 30% of people who are over the BMI of 25 are healthy. So my, my post was that leaves 70% <laughs> health. It's like you've not helped yourself in this case. And I, I get three out of 10, well done, I mean, are going to be healthy. And I mean, you're going to have, and I've played with some people who play rugby and they're, they're, they're overweight, but I tell you what, They've got a gas tank on them. They're healthy. I mean, they can yeah. they can neck a few pints in the pub straight after the game. No problems. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, yeah. but then you think that's not a stat you should be bringing up. I know like fifty no. percent of people and like in between the um, overweight and um, obese or something. It was fifty percent. It was like still leaves fifty percent as well. The other thing is, is like what's how are we measuring healthy? I think this is where people fuck up and think just because they're not sick, they must be healthy. Yeah. Not being sick doesn't make you healthy. Not being sick means that you're not sick currently. <laughs> like a that, strong immune system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. But you know, it doesn't mean that you know you're just building up this pressure over time and in time you're gonna develop diabetes or something else. It just means right now you don't have a sickness. That's not what health is. No, and going as you meant, we're gonna reel back a little bit into genetics. So a lot of people will say that the reason they're overweight is genetic. Yeah. Um, uh, if if a parent is overweight, they're likely to be overweight. And if their parent again is overweight, they're likely to be overweight. Do I mean and it kind of falls down? And I strongly disagree in some aspect. Yeah. If you were brought up in a family where you might be eating a lot of calorie dense meals, a lot of takeaways, not very active, you know, you, the kids might not be going to after school club, play footy, play rugby, don't go to dance, what whatever kids do. That means that you're not act as active and you're eating more calories. Okay, so it might not be your fault as a child, as you grow up, that you might. I mean, your parents might not have pushed you into sports. Might have let you have the Nintendo or the Game Boy Advance, whatever we had as kids. Doing, you, yeah. you might be sitting upstairs all day. And I think a lot of it. I'm not. I don't want to blame parents because it's not their fault because that's what they've known sort of thing yeah. i mean it, it does roll down a little bit um and i think a lot of it's more environmental in such as you were brought into that sort of thing rather than it's that dna that genetic if that if that makes sense to you i think a perfect example of this is when i was growing up if i was been a pain in the ass and i was whinging and i was one I, I was in my parents pockets I would be told to fuck off outside. Go on, go yeah. play on your bike. Just leave the house like you're doing our head in. Now, it's, if a kid's doing the yes. parents' head in, upstairs, iPad in their face. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where kind of the environment comes in. But I think bringing it back into kind of the genetic side of things is, first of all, like we need to know what genetics actually are because it's just like a word that is thrown around. All genetics are, are instructions for ourselves. Like we have trillions of human cells and every single one of those cells has an instruction you know we, that, that's what our genetics are and those instructions can change and will change depending on the environment we put it in right um the stimulation that we're creating and the the, the feedback that our body is creating about the environment and the stresses we're putting it under we are changing our genetics by the environment that we put it in you know someone who eats well takes care of the nutrition exercises regularly they will have different genetics to someone who is overweight and doesn't take care of shit. Um, but that's not an excuse because it's within our control. You know, 
I think was I've been trying to think of a good analogy, a good way of describing this. I think the easiest way I can describe it is as human beings, when we're born, we have a basic set of instructions, right? To make us human. Like it's like unboxing a new phone and you've got your factory settings. Yeah. Um, and when we're born, we have this set of instructions which make us human. We have a cardiac system. We have instructions to make our brain function, to breathe, the rest of it. There's no humans who randomly have a genetic, instruction, genetic instructions to sprout wings or to create energy from photosynthesis like plants. We have this base, basic genetic structure which, which makes us human. We inherit some of these instructions from our parents, we do. Like, you know, if, if a parent looks after their health, the kid is going to get a better set, a better set of instructions. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the way I can describe this is if our parents smoked and drank the rest of it whilst they were pregnant or, you know, there's a lot of fucking instructions, uh, instructions a lot of genetics in a sperm cell. If your dad's overweight, obese, um, smoke and drinking the rest of it, unfortunately, you are going to get a shit set of instructions. Yeah. They are reversible, though. It's like just your starting point. And what the people who kind of blame their genetics or people who do have suboptimal genetics it's like they've got this factory setting this this phone with factory settings with a bunch of like bloatware and malware on there like that's all it is like you can take them off they're not installed there forever you can make changes the only thing that kind of is permanent is the factory settings yeah you know yeah. The, the shit that makes us human but kind of going back to what we're talking about, you know, when it comes to calories in versus calories out and how our body uses energy. Someone who has been training regularly for several years, who is healthy, takes care of their nutrition, their set of instructions will be completely different to someone who doesn't. Yeah. Their instructions will just be completely different. Um, this is where I kind of, I upset a lot of PTs. <laughs> I do upset a lot of PTs because I think one thing we see a lot of is there are a lot of performance enhancing drugs in the fitness industry, in mm-hmm. fitness models and influencers, male and female. Yeah, 100%. And this is, once again, a lot of it is for social media and looking good in front of the camera. And it, and it annoys me as well. Uh, it really does um, because I just don't get it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% don't get it either. And I think the important, like the, the bit where I piss PTs off is where with the whole calories in versus calories out discussion, a lot of PTs will say something like, you know, I eat fucking 500 grams of sugar a day and I'm fine. It's like, well, no shit. You've got 10 years of training history on your belt and you're injecting testosterone, testosterone into your ass. Of course, your glucose uptake is going to be different compared to a perimenopausal woman who's getting six hours sleep a night and is chronically dehydrated. Like, of course, the instructions are going to be different there. And I think, again, it's not one is right and one is wrong. It's more as like the balance is halfway in between. Like, for most people, like, you know, if, you, if you're not regularly active, sugar will fuck you up. <laughs> it will. Um, you know, if you're not trained, like, sugar ultimately is instantly available energy. It's like dumping a load of energy into your body and going, here, deal with that. If there's a need for that energy, perfect. Your body won't stress out. If there's not, your body's going, shit, I need to adapt to all this energy dumping in me at once. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And as you mentioned there with PTs, and a lot of them, you, you look at some PTs uh, Instagram and you know what boxes they're going to wear tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and 
or or underwear even. I'm not going to put it gender specific or underwear because it's like Monday red, Tuesday blue. You just know what's coming because it's the same fucking photo of them yeah. every day. They need to get rid of the, the PT or whatever and just put their page, do a private page about themselves because they, it's not about the clients. It's not about getting clients results. It's about maintaining their body. It's maintaining their physique. Yeah. And what, what also annoys me on that subject is that a lot of clients will go with a PT who might be in a better condition, a better physique, just because, sorry, we'll go with them just because their physique and their, um, they've got abs, they've got a six pack, they've got a big bum, what, whatever they've got. Yeah. That's not going to get you there because of, as you mentioned, training, testosterone, peds, steroids, the, the, the time availability that they've got. They make yeah. time to go to a gym. So if someone's on steroids, they will make, they'll go to a gym twice, probably three times a day. They'll train hard. Yeah. Because they've got that energy in them. They've got that testosterone of wanting to lift. Yeah. Um, to compare with Sally, who's just dropped their kid off of school, who's got 45 minutes now to go to, to a boot camp session, doing it's not going to have the same results. And this is what annoys me is when PTs are standing there, I mean, they're flexing, they're doing, and they look brilliant. Yeah. If it was that easy, all of us would look like that. Yeah. Okay, and you can see, you can cut it who is not on PEDS. Yeah. There's a 1% possibly that are looking great and they're probably doing, had a good background of genetics, okay? Yeah. They've had that good background of upbringing where the parent probably in the gym constantly themselves, where yeah. they've had a health, healthy um, food relationship They've doing everything. They're probably the best player in football going through school. They were that person who would win, win every race. Yeah. They were that. They were the dickhead in school, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and now they're just they they carved like Greek gods. Okay? Yeah. And some of them do. And do you know what? Well done. Yeah. But the other people who try to copy that one percent and filter the bullshit to the other people and it. Like and th- you see their following on social media, and it, I'm like, how have they got that? And yeah, read a couple of their posts, and like, oh, it's shocking. Especially the mindset. Do you know what my favorite ones are? They actually made me laugh. Now they used to really piss me off. It's the half naked dudes and the half naked chicks with some bullshit motivational quote underneath it. Like these made me fucking laugh. Like you know the whole, um, you know, they're they're flexing in a fucking crop. Believe it, you'll achieve it. Hundred percent. Yeah, that was so, a four more did a. Video yeah, yeah, I was listening, watching that the other day, and it, it's true. And it's like um, sharks don't worry about Monday or something. Tell you what, my favorite one at the minute is lions don't give uh, or don't care about the opinions of sheep or whatever. Lions don't lose sleep of the uh, lose sleep of the opinions of sheep or something. And then they'll put like a mindset coach in their in their bio. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck, but kind what, of bring what makes a mindset? What makes a mindset coach for you? Because um, as you know, we both uh, are familiar with a few mindset coaches. Paul Moore yeah. being the fucking top dog for me um, by far. I think he, between his book and his audio, um, his podcast and his audibles and stuff like that, he's helped me a hell of a lot to understand my own stress, understand my own anxiety, understand everything myself, and understand 
that I can switch off. If someone pisses me off on Instagram, either I can just go off the app and just put it yeah. down. That's that's all that's needed. Don't get dragged into it. And I, yeah, he's helped a hell of a lot for me. Um, what about you? Who? So I think in, t- in terms of what makes a good mindset coach is like Paul Mott's explanation of what mindset is in the first place is a fucking great place to start. It's like he describes it as, like, this is the best definition of mindset I've ever, 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 ever heard is that it's a, a series of thoughts, feelings, and belief, which we own, which are so powerful that our behaviors conform to them. So it's the whole, my genetics are bad, so I won't try. You know, if your belief is your genetics are bad, you don't try. Um, that is ultimately what mindset is. I think the best mindset coaches aren't the ones who put motivational quotes up and give you a little fucking burst of energy on a Monday morning. It's the ones who can get you to question those beliefs and twist them around. Um, Motivation is overrated. There's no such thing as motivation. Bollocks is, and you know what? Once again, it's increasing the value of what actually needs doing. And that was probably one of the most intelligent lines that's got me through the last few months, to be honest with you. Tell you what motivation is. Motivation, like we were just talking about before with weight, uh, weight gain or getting fat is a symptom of something else. Motivation is a symptom of being in a good state of energy where you're well-rested and you're ready to go and thinking positively about what you can achieve yeah like that's what motivation is it's not something you can control it's about taking care of your energy you're well rested you know fuck i can do this and being clear about what you want and why you want it that's what motivation is problem is most people most people don't have motivation because they're constantly burnt out you can't be motivated if you burn out and it's also they they rely on motivation i'll wake up tomorrow i'll be motivated no you won't yeah no you're probably going to get up exactly the same as you were today and go, I can't be asked today. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to hoover the house and then I'll, I'll do the dishes and then I'll wash up and then I'll, I'll go for a walk. I'm like, you're not going to the gym today, are you? And then, <laughs> yeah, but I'll do it after all that. I'm like, go to the gym first, get out of the way. And then yeah. you do all your, your shit jobs that don't need doing. You can, you can hoover the house at half eight at night. You can do the dishes later on. They're not needed now. Um, yeah. If you, if you want to regularly find motivation, direct the best part of your energy towards the shit that's most important to you. Like, motivation drops when you've used all your energy on the shit you feel like you have to do, cleaning the house, you know, like you were just saying, looking after the kids, yeah. doing all the chores, work, the rest of it. All your energy is used on that shit. There's no energy left for your shit, which still takes effort. If you want motivation, use the best part of your energy or at least plan the best part of your energy for what you actually want to do. And this is why I prefer, I, I cannot train in the afternoon. If it goes past one o'clock, you probably won't see me training because I know yeah. it's going to be a pointless session. I'll lift, I'll do my deadlifts, I'll do my squats and I'll go, can't be asked. And I will. Yeah. And that's why I have to go first thing in the morning when I know I've just had breakfast, I'm, you know I mean? I'm fueled up if you like, and I'm ready to yeah. go. Um, and then... I know the rest of the day then is it, it can't go bad. You know what I mean? It's gonna be yeah. okay. But a lot of people will go, I can't go after work. Well go before work then. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that means getting up to seven. I'm like, well shut the fuck up. You got two choices. Yeah. You shut up yeah. and go, or you shut up and don't go, but don't go engine that you can't there's no time. People make time. There's people uh, in the gym where I work, right? There's one PT who's there at half three in the morning to yeah. train himself before his first client at quarter to five. Yeah. I think the best way to sum this up is there is always people in the world doing far more 
with far less. Yeah, hundred percent. And mate, some of the the results, and this is a great example. Some of the best results I've seen for fat loss and stuff over lockdown are the people with no equipment. Yeah. Okay. The people who have don't be wrong. Some people who have built their fucking gyms or stuff like that. Well done. But they've not had the best results. A lot of them because yeah. they've got everything and they don't know where to start. All again, no, none of the idea. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's one of them where I, I, I had um, I've spoken to someone and they had everything, all the all the works. I mean, they had the fucking garage was a gym. Mate, if I lived there, I'd be happy. I mean, they had the yeah. squat rack, deadlifts. They had the um, cable uh, triceps. They had the four way different things. And I was like, what do you need a gym membership for then? Yeah. Uh, and it was like, oh, motivation. And I was like. You've yeah. got your motivation there. You've worked hard for that. That's going to pay you back. If it's cost you three grand to do that and it costs you £100 a month in the gym, a year and a half, and that's paid for itself. Yeah. And people yeah. see that. They, what they see is, I need to go to the gym. That will motivate me because I see other people getting better results than me. I see other people working harder. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, man, you don't need more. I think having a little bit of that's always a good thing. Having someone else motivates is always a good thing, but motivation that lasts, accountability that lasts, always has to come from somewhere inside you. Yeah, um, it's it's actually understanding how it feels to be anxious, how it feels to not have self confidence, self esteem, low. In, I mean, have remembering how them feelings were back maybe four or five years, wearing them jeans that you may have almost grow out of, but but. They don't fit anymore. Do you yeah, and I think this is a, this is a big thing as well. Is like I think a big thing that gets people results from going to the gym is they end up with a peer group who's at the gym. Like they end up with a bunch of connections at the gym. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes ever is like, if you if you have nine friends who are fat, out of shape, get pissed three four times a week, you're gonna end up being the tenth. Yeah, like at some point you're gonna end up being the tenth. Other thing is true. If you're if your nine closest friends or the nine people you respect most or spend time with, whatever, if the nine closest people to you are people who respect their health, take care of things, constantly move forward, you're going to become the tenth one of that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all good and well to say, oh, well, it's up to me because it is. No one else can do it for you. If you have a shit peer group, if you have an unhealthy peer group who would rather get pissed and bitch and moan about work and complain about how bad everything is, guess how your life's going to go. You know what? I, and I, I once again, I hate these, as you mentioned, these, these little quotes and this, that, and the other. But I saw a thing uh, the other day on social media, and it was um, go out for a drink, £50. Yeah. Gym membership, £50. No, go out for a drink, £50 reasonable. Gym membership for the month, £50, too expensive. It was like, yeah. it was going through and like about growing yourself and um, investing in yourself um, rather than. And I'm not telling people, right, don't go out on the beer because 10 minutes ago I was telling them go on a piss and drink. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that you will you will find money for what's important for you. If you've got no money whatsoever, you will find a way to get that money to invest in yourself or go out for a night out or whatever you need. Because I know now there's been times where I've, back years ago where I wanted to go out on a night out, I would... Text my mum, mum, can I borrow 50 quid? Yeah. Mum, can I borrow 40 quid? I'm going out. 
well, you just got paid. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Can I borrow money? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because you would always, and if my mum said no, it'd ask me, I'd ask my little brother, how horrible is that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it would be that sort of thing where I'd, it'd, it'd be, you would find a way or you'd ask your friend or you'd ask someone, but no one would do that and go, Andy, can I borrow 50 quid to sign up for the gym, mate? Can you imagine? Yeah. I'd be like, mate, I'll pay for this month for you. Yeah, 100%. Come come with me. I mean, I would, yeah. if someone messaged me saying, listen, I'm scared of going to the gym and I don't know what to do. I'd be like, listen, come down to the gym with me and have a free session. I would work, go through the basics of lifting with you. And yeah. Work. I mean, I wouldn't be like, right, that's going to cost you this. I'm doing, you're the same. We're here to help people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think anyone who uses the, and it is nothing but an excuse, there's not enough resources the time energy or money some people kind of this will sit well with some people and some people go like what i'd have people consider like the only reason you're in the position you're in right now listening to this on an iphone or a, an android or you know or whatever the only reason you are overweight and you've consumed too much food is because it's been an abundance of everything like there's so much of everything. There's so much time. There's so much energy. There's so much money that you waste a lot of it, yeah. that we waste a lot of it. There's so much of it that we waste loads yeah. every fucking day. Um, That's the thing where people like I've not got money, but yet again, you're scrolling on a brand new iPhone 12 that you're paying yeah. 150 quid a month on, on a contract. That, yeah. But yet again, you, you, you can't, you can't afford driving lessons. Get a worse phone and get your driving done get a worse phone and i mean and i get it's the new thing and listen i've got an iphone myself but i'm not i'm, I'm still looking for personal growth stuff i mean working with coaches yeah. who i mean I've, I've it annoys me when people will try to belittle you for wanting to invest in yourself why are you spending that much money on that or why are you spending that much money on on doing a course with him or her. I'm like, a really good book to read on this is uh, The Values Factor by Dr. John Martini. Because the bottom line is, like, your actions show whatever you value. Yeah. Like, the reason you're not taking care of your health is ultimately because you don't value your health. There's a fucking reason when someone has a heart attack, they start taking care of their health because it's been shifted way up their values list. High up, yeah. Um, so, like, I think that the problem people have is, like, we don't really, like, it's not really a discussion anyone really ha has, like, you don't know what you value. And Dr. John Martini's thing is like, everyone has a unique set of values. Like no one's two values are the same. And we go, oh, well, a family, value family and love and the rest of it. It's like, yeah, but what do you actually value? Like, that's the right answer. That's the answer we should give. What do you actually value? Like what's important to you? Um, and until you figure that out, you're going to waste a lot of money. And a lot of people find out too late. Yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, and doing the, the play the big I am. As Once again, I've got no issues with people going out drinking. If that's what they're going to spend the money on, that's what they want to spend the money on. But they play the big I am, and I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going out every weekend. Living for the weekend is not a way of life. No. Make the, make the weekend live for you sort of thing. I mean, enjoy your life where you can relax on a weekend. Yeah. Not... not not finish at five o'clock on a, and I've done it myself where I finished five o'clock on a Friday afternoon and got absolutely leathered all weekend until Tuesday, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just grind through week to week. And that will and come to Friday again and it'll be the same again. And it, I think 
the thing I think what would help people and it's really hard because you don't realize this until you experience it but everything we experience in life we experience through this fucking meat sack right this meat sack we live in we experience everything in in our life we experience our whole life through this and through our brain as well if you've got a shit meat sack <laughs> we've got a shit body and if you've got a shit mind doesn't matter what life looks like it's going to be shit you're going to have a hard time if you take care of this if you invest in it if you grow it you're going to have a better time things you hate don't bother you that much anymore when your health's better when your energy's better when your mindset's better the things you love you can take the time and appreciate because you're experiencing them better most people just kind of fall into this pattern of just getting by and it's just it's shit for them i want i did want to cover off one more kind of bring it back to genetics a little bit yeah yeah go on, um, go on. there's a point i wanted to make because i think our genetics beyond beyond like our um beyond our basic factory settings right behind our basic human settings super 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 within our control right and how our body uses energy um will change depending on the seven structures we have you know if we're in a highly highly stressed state you know chronic stress chronic fight or flight chronic uh, sympathetic state we will find weight loss harder because our body is directing energy elsewhere it's, it's converting triglycerides into glucose for energy rather than you know, converting it into uh, carbon dioxide and oxygen to be breathed out so we have the energy to use. It's, it's the, the way we use energy changes, but we can change those instructions in a few days. Like what I mean by this, if someone was to go away after listening to this podcast, got eight hours in bed for three, four days in a row, drank a minimum of two liters of water every day, meditated every day, you know, just did some breath work, the instructions your body is giving that your that your that your cells have will be completely different. Your operating system will run way better. You will find weight loss way easier. You will find motivation way better just by doing the basic shit that gets your operating system running better. This is this is what I do in my guys. This is what I do with my clients. Is we clean up the operating system first because I think most people when they're in this really shitty, depressed, anxious, rundown state, jumping straight into a calorie deficit ultimately is an additional stress yeah. and we need to see some type of result for motivation quite quickly. You know, if someone's, the more burnt out someone is, the quicker they are to give up. So we need some kind of win quickly. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a weight loss win. If someone wants to wake up and go, shit, I woke up five minutes before my alarm today. Shit, I didn't have sugar cravings because I'm actually hydrated today. Those are wins enough to keep us motivated. Yeah. So the first thing we want to do is genetics is clean them up. Like if you eat, a load of sugar, a load of shit food, your cells will have instructions to say crave sugar. You know, you'll, you'll have bacteria in your gut that feed off sugar. Going, we need more sugar. We need more sugar. If you clean it up for a few days, the instructions your body gets, the way you metabolize food, the way you digest things will work a lot, lot better. Um, yeah, so that's that's the point I want to make with that. Um, there are a couple of... Uh, I, reckon that's, I reckon that's probably... We can... Do you reckon people would be interested in kind of going into like what happens in weight loss, like the actual instructions inside weight loss? Yeah, I don't see why not. If it, I'd say, if it helps one person, then do you know what I mean it, it? It could be if it makes a difference to one person, as such. In I don't cool. see why, why not. So I'd say, I mean, go for it. Go for it. Cool. So. For fat, loss, for fat loss to happen, what we want to see is this instruction sent to our fat cells to open up, release the energy, the triglycerides that's stored within them, right? Um, 
to make up for any gap in it for, for a gap for a calorie deficit, right? Our body, the correct instruction should be our body goes, shit, there's a gap in energy, there's a calorie deficit. We need to make up for this gap in energy with the energy from our fat cells. Like that's the instruction we should see. From let's let's just say puberty for argument's sake, we have a set number of fat cells. I think this is an important thing for people to know. We don't we can't change the number of fat cells we have once we've kind of reached a certain point after puberty. They can increase in size by a thousand times, but we only have a set number of fat cells, so we don't grow extra fat cells but they can grow up to a thousand times in size storing this energy, extra energy from food. So we want this instruction sent to them to open up, release the energy that's stored inside them. Um, meaning we end up using fat, you know, we, we use fat for this gap in energy, body fat, and we, we drop body fat. What should happen, and I, I wanna be careful not to sound like too pretentious or wanky here and kind of break it down into a way that's actually practical, but what should happen is those triglycerides and i fucking hate using this words uh, this word is enter our mitochondria because i don't know like i see a lot of influencers use the word mitochondria and all they say is the power plant of the cell like yeah. that's all they fucking say um yeah, literally yeah like fucking look at me it's like <laughs> but all the might all the mitochondria does is like let's say you have a triglyceride which is a building block of fat triglyceride goes into the mitochondria mitochondria breaks it down into um into carbon, uh, hydrogen, and oxygen. So um, we end up breathing those things out. We lose most of our fat through our breath. And um, like 80 to 90% of fat we lose through our breath is broken down into carbon, oxygen, and, um, and hydrogen. The other part is we break the chemical bonds in a triglyceride down and the energy that's inside those bonds is called ATP. So to kind of break this down, if we imagine like, we measure electricity in kilowatts. So kilowatts and calories are the same thing. We're measuring energy in calories, measuring energy in kilowatts. ATP is the electricity. ATP is the stuff our body actually uses. Yeah. So that's what we should see happen. We should see a triglyceride from a fat cell is opened up, go into the mitochondria, broken down into carbon, dioxide, uh, carbon, hydrogen, and water, so we can breathe it out and then usable energy. And then kind of this, if we don't have the right instructions to do that, if we're working from a really, really stressed state, you know, if we're in a really sympathetic state, fight or flight mode, our body's too busy creating kind of like other instructions going, shit, we need instant energy because that process of turning fat into carbon dioxide, water and hydrogen, that's quite slow. Converting into glucose is quite quick. It's just kind of rearranging the molecules so there's instant energy in your bloodstream. When we're in this chronically stressed state, what we're doing instead of using instead of breathing that fat out, we're rearranging the molecules into glucose, which goes into our bloodstream. So we have this instant energy available. So one of the biggest causes of diabetes and insulin resistance is not actually much to do with um, nutrition. Obviously, it's nutrition related. If you if you probably fucking yeah. stuff up with sugar, like you'll, you'll get diabetes. Um, but a lot of diabetes and insulin re uh, resistance is stress related. Yeah, you know, our body's constantly stressed. Our brain's job is going push glucose into the blood, get it from wherever you can. And when our body does no actual use for this energy, you know, we're not running away from a tiger. We're not lifting the car off our kids or whatever. We're not using that instant energy. That glucose then goes through. I always get these mixed up. I think it's lipogenesis um, where that glucose is turned back into a triglyceride and goes back into a fat cell. So 
what we see in people who are in this constant chronically stressed state, whatever reason, when I say stress, I don't just mean like you have work deadlines. It can be a lack of sleep, dehydration, yeah. food. it can be anything, right? All um, stuff, doesn't it? Sorry? It all accumulates to a bigger stress, a bigger thing. Yeah, exactly. So when we see us pushed into this state of fight or flight, things happen less optimally. Like we don't push energy towards digestion. We don't push energy towards having a healthy circadian rhythm. We push energy towards fucking fight, fly, run, do I So when it comes to controlling this sort of shit, it's, it's the most basic stuff. And people go, oh my God, that sounds really complicated. And it kind of is right, breaking it down into how it actually works. If you fucking sleep, like the amount, I've had clients quite literally who, look, they clean up, part of this is behavioral, right? They've got more energy, so they clean up their diet. But I've had clients who get seven and a half to eight hours sleep a night for two weeks, and they'll lose two to three kilos without really changing as much. And that's where genetics do play a part. But this is our own fucking fault. <laughs> you don't have shit genetics from your parents here. You have shit genetics. You have shit instructions because you are creating an environment for shit instructions to be given to yourselves. So our last um, podcast was about sleep. Yeah. Okay. And it's something I took really, you know what, I'm going to look more into this. So I invested in a little uh, root band. Yeah. Okay. And the recovery that I've seen in myself um, and the sleep, the, the improvements in my, in my sleep, my performance, yeah. my, my recovery, um, the strain on the body, like I can yeah. take a lot more strain on the body now than what I would do a week ago. Yeah. And the only thing, like I'm getting between eight, between seven, seven and a half to nearly nine hours now. Um, yeah. To compare with before, I probably six and a half maybe. But that was yeah. not in bed. I mean sleeping. But now yeah. I'm I'm more switched on, and I need to go to sleep. And it, it pops up on many things saying. If you need to sleep, if you need to peak performance tomorrow, you need to improve your sleep. You need yeah. to go to sleep by this time to wake up by this time, sort of thing. And looking at the REM and looking at everything I can, I'm like, I don't listen. I, I, I imagine it's pretty accurate because they've got that much data behind it. And the, I mean, it's pretty much to the minute, I, I gather. Yeah. Um, but I just like my, my nutrition's been roughly the same last couple, couple of weeks. The only thing different, other than this week, obviously, be going back to the gym, which I'd f- I usually would feel more lethargic, a lot more fatigued. I, to be honest with you, I'd be fucked usually. Yeah. But I just like like now. I, uh, we had a heavy session this morning. I had a shower and I'm okay now. I might yeah. be different when I stand up. It might be like, oh, eh, oh. might need a little yeah. bit of forty just in between the joints and that. Yeah. <laughs> but I know tonight I will have a good night's sleep, and tomorrow. I might be a little sore, but tomorrow night I'll have the best sleep going. Yeah. And Monday I'll be okay again. And I, this, yeah. these are things that people will look for products, look for supplements, look for everything else where, where the, the foundations of what you need is free. Yeah. And this is like what we we're talking about at the start. Like you got diabetes, insulin, you got shit sleep, sleeping pills. You got, you know, this, that, and the other, a pill for it. Mate, get if off you, your fucking phone, turn Netflix off, go to bed. If you want to be in a calorie deficit, what better way to do it than sleeping? Yeah. And, and, I, know, and I know it sounds a bit cliche, like, oh, go to sleep, go to sleep. And if you've got 
12 kids or 15 kids or whatever and you can't sleep that much I, I understand i mean that's a little bit different but if again this is a fucking story people tell themselves I was just you can't, you, you can't control whether your kids wake you up. You can't control if you have a fucking nightmare. You can't wake up and you, you, know, you can't control if you wake up and you realize you have a work deadline. You can't control that shit. You can control whether you give yourself the opportunity. Your body will take advantage of that opportunity yeah. as it needs. And yeah, I think, in, in, like you say, like it sounds cliche, it sounds boring. Like go waste fucking 200 quid on fat burning supplements if you want. You'll get better results from sleeping. It's free. Yeah, and I think people don't want the, the... They want to blame something. Like I said, they want to blame something. And they, do you know what they want? They also want to spend. People love spending money. Now, listen, yeah. I've, I bought this and I bought that. And I've just done it now. I could go, just go to fucking sleep, but I bought a band to tell me to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I, it's, I've got a fucking Garmin on one watch and a Whoop on the other. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> You're like Inspector Gadget. Like, imagine a fucking extra... Like an and I'm only wearing this because it doesn't count my steps and I've got a step <laughs> challenge going on so I find a difference in and it might be a placebo listen, if it's a placebo it's a fucking placebo and it works a placebo effect is still an effect yeah. I think studies are done in medications and stuff where placebo medications and shit have like 40% efficacy it's like, what's the problem? <laughs> and like four percent of people are still improving. And people say to me, "Oh, why did you spend? Why do you spend money on a whoop band to tell you to go to sleep?" It's like it's it's not just that; it's to understand my performance, understand. Like on Wednesday, okay, so I've been training on Tuesday. Had a um, just on Tuesday morning. Had a training in the gym Tuesday afternoon. I had a couple yeah. of clients. Wednesday morning, my recovery was 32%. It was like yeah. fucking abort mission straight away, abort mission. Yeah. I had majority of my clients in on Wednesday, but I moved the Tuesday, Thursday client to Wednesday as well, knowing that that sleep Wednesday night had to be good to improve my Thursday, otherwise I wasn't going to perform. And it's that little, like I'll know now when, when my body feels in a certain way to go, oh, wait a minute, I need sleep. Yeah. Because I've... Uh, yeah. I've had this fucking thing on my wrist for a few days. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. And, and and look, like there are there are certain things we can um we can do, right? Like um sometimes there are things that are outside of our control, like shift workers and shit, where there's target targeted supplementation to bring. Like I think with supplements, the important thing is we should never if you never look to supplements to get a result, you should only use them to plug a gap in your lifestyle that you legitimately can't fix. Um, you know, like if you don't eat a lot of fish, which I think a lot of people aren't doing after fucking sea spiracy. I was going to um, speak to you about this right at the end. I was going to have yeah. just a sentence about it. Okay, I, I've not seen it. Uh, I refuse to oh, watch it. Right. Okay. Um, but like, if you don't eat a lot of fish, you would be better off. You, you should. You could benefit from eating, consuming it omega three. Like yeah. that's a good idea. But you can't. You know, ultimately gain weight because of your lifestyle choices. A supplement isn't going to change your lifestyle choices. Um, yeah, so there are there are there are things you can you can use to plug gaps. That's kind of the first thing I'll do with my guys is identify the gaps that aren't immediately fixable and yeah. supplement around those. Um, but kind of just bringing it back, 
before we can, I think, I'm assuming you wanted to finish up soon. Like, I'm, I'm happy to go for however long you want. I could be here for hours. Go pull Joe Rogan. And um, going to be the next episode we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to make sure that we've got a full full day. And <laughs> if if it's before you go to uh, go back and we can do it face to face, be even better. That'd be sick. I'd look forward to that. Um, do you know? What I mean, it's something that I really, really, really want to do. Is yeah. Uh, and I also spoke to Nathan about it the other day in the gym, and I said, listen. We need a round table and just all three just going at it. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd love that. We would uh, we would offend a lot of people. I reckon it'd be fucking brilliant. <laughs> but yes, uh, the only thing I was going to say, like just bringing it back to the genetics thing, if you want to clean up your operating system, like if you want to kind of clean up your factory settings, whatever you want to call it, sleep, hydration, unless you are training hard, less sugar and alcohol. <laughs> like you know if, if you want you know cutting out alcohol I'm, I'm a huge fan of just having a drink every now and then but you can't expect to function well if you're shoving alcohol down your face three four times a week this is one thing that i've cut out myself because i and i'm well i'm gonna yeah you know what i'm gonna say i when being a chef uh, it's one thing that i enjoy whilst cooking is just having a drink if it means after work whilst in work when i was a chef i'm Listen, I'm, I got my P45 not long ago, so I can just throw them under the bus now. But it's one of them where it just becomes comfortable. Have a beer whilst cooking the food. Have a beer whilst having your food. I mean, you go to a restaurant and have a beer. And I, I, it got to a point where I was like, how fucking pointless is this? Yep. So if, yep. if I have two, two, two bottles every night for every night for two weeks... That's 28 bottles that don't really need to be drunk. No. And Go on. having a drink every now and then is fine. Like it's nice to use it to wind down every now and then. It's like, it's a really good tool to relax. It will fuck you up if you're doing it regularly. If you give a shit about your health, you, you, you can't be drinking three, four times a week, shoving a load of shit food in your face and going, why do I feel so shit? Yeah. <laughs> like it shouldn't be a surprise. But yeah, I think, as I say, just bringing it back. Like if you want to clean up your operating system and clean up the instructions that your brain is sending around your body for where you want your energy, you know, your, your literal physical energy to go sleep, hydration, less sugar, more nutrient density, less fucking alcohol. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't fucking agree more with you on that. So I'm going to set you a little fucking task then because you, right. I want to do a podcast with you. Um, it might it might probably be the next one I want to do with you before potentially seeing face to face with it. Yeah. Is wanting to watch Cowspiracy and see Spiracy. Okay. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I've watched Sea Spiracy and I watched half a Cowspiracy and I was so, I saw people sharing we need to protect this and we need to protect the sea. Hundred yeah. percent, I agree. Right, and I'm all yeah. for protecting the ocean and I'm all for protecting the fish and I'm all for protecting everything around it. But don't make a fucking documentary about saving the planet and saving this, that and the other, blaming that the uh, emissions off the boats, because it was black smoke coming up from the boats, it was really, from the exhaust, it was horrible black smoke. Don't go jetting on a private jet from A to B. Yeah. You contradict a little twat. Yeah, don't be. There was another thing that um, they said about it as well. Um, ah, 
about pink salmon. It's actually grey. Yeah. Uh, that's been th there's no evidence behind it. They're just trying to make it sound worse than what it is. Fish kill fish. Okay. Yeah. So regardless if we eat the fish or if a shark eats the fish, it's gonna get fucking eaten if it's a bottom of the pile. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not being a dick with it. I, what I'm saying is I understand how cruel this is what I don't want. I don't like the cruelty towards it. Yeah. It's also a way that, that so what do we have then? Do we have them people over in wherever they're fishing starving because they can't afford to feed their families? Yeah. Can't afford. So what, what do we have? Do we have a pandemic of no fish or do we have a pandemic on, uh, of a lack of human? Do I mean the amount of humans that are going to lose, we're going to lose because of. That, that's a perfect point, right? It's like we've always, I think the problem people have is like the size and the scale of which people do add. That, like that is a problem um, with everything. Yeah. I think two things is humans have always fucking hunted, always. Yeah. It's just the scale that's the issue and kind of everything else that goes along with it. But my old, the reason I won't watch it is like if you go to Netflix for your factual information, you are a fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's entertainment is what it is. Banda, um, that's what it is. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. It's yeah, yeah. If, if you're going to Netflix for, for your factual information, get your shit together. Look at Game Changers, right? That was the be best. And I, I keep seeing people share posts about sea spirits, like protect the fish. Yeah. Okay, but sorry, do you wear makeup? Yeah. How, how much fish do you kill for that palette of makeup that you got on? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And. I, this is the problem I have with the internet and social media. Like people will see one thing and all of a sudden they'll think they're fucking Stephen Hawking on a particular subject. Yeah. But you, you watch the documentary. Like if you actually give a shit and you want to make change, go and read research. It's really boring. It's really dry. You'll get the actual information. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, go. And, and this is the problem is like with game change. I haven't seen game change. I refuse to watch game changes. Like I've, I've read the papers in question before Game Changers even came out. Fucking bullshit studies. Studies. Um, the best part of Game Changers that uh, got, got me a little bit. One, Conor McGregor lost because he ate meat. Yeah. Against Nate Diaz. Two, they claim that Arnie is that shape because he's a vegan. No. First of all, he never claimed to be a vegan. Second of all, he's juiced to fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the shape he's in he's vegan. He was eating fucking 20 eggs a day when he was Mr. Olympia. Do you know what I mean? And, it's, and they, they've bought the best of the best to do studies where they've got doctors and scientists and nutritionists yeah. around them 24-7. They've got Nate Diaz on it, okay, on, on his fight with Conor McGregor, the biggest fight of Diaz's life. Yeah. They couldn't pick a better fighter to, I mean, who, who's had, he also, he also smokes how much weed a fucking day. Yeah. Off his head 90% of the times. Do you know what I mean? And now the UFC have allowed um, weed and marijuana and dope, and I, I've got no issue with it. They can do what they want with it. But yeah. it, it, they're missing the points of all of it. That They're based on athletes, not on you and me. Or, I mean, it made me laugh the, the Conor McGregor thing was because, like, you'll get this, you know, having been a nutritionist for, for fighters and stuff. You put two world-class fighters in a ring, it's a fucking coin toss, toss who wins. Someone yeah. leaves their guy down, one crap. We've seen Conor McGregor do it endless times. Like, he catches someone off guard. That's not, well, it is skill. It's a lot of training, but it's a coin toss. Yeah. Like, that wasn't because he was vegan. 
there's reasons why there's odds on fights. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, yeah, I agree. And it's, it gets to me a little bit. And it's where people are like, oh, I'm going vegan for two weeks. I'm going vegan. Like, yeah. it will last a couple of weeks because you're not supplementing the stuff that you need. You can go yeah. vegan all you want, but you need to supplement your B12s. You need to supplement your ions. You need to supplement all what yeah. you're going to lose out on. Um, yeah. and, and that's what a lot of people go wrong in. And the best as, as well is when people say they're vegan, but they've got a leather handbag or yeah. they've got leather leather suede shoes or whatever fucking... Well, even them. if they haven't, even if they're full vegan, but they're wearing like a top that's made by fucking fingerless children in some far-flung country. Um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah but that's, that's a fucking other discussion entirely. I think what if we're going to discuss it, for me, the one point we have to make is... Well, I feel like I have to make is battery farming, mass scale stuff, hormones and food is an issue. Like it is a problem. Um, you know, like we are what we eat. The animals that we eat are what they eat as well. If they're eating a fucking concoction of hormones, of uh, antibiotics and the rest of it, that does make its way into our food. 100%. I think in the next 10 years, we will see regulations come in, which go, this is not safe for human consumption. Um, with not just that sort of stuff, with pesticides, there's a lot of legislation coming out now about um, GMOs, genetically modified foods, um, because that, what we eat impacts us and what we eat eats has an impact on us. So I think veganism is fine for moral purposes, for health purposes, not great. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And a lot of people for will will say i'm doing it for health benefits it doesn't benefit unfortunately there's no studies to back any benefits um from what i've read so far if i'm wrong someone can please point me out and i'll happily retract that statement but until then i will happily eat my chicken salad for lunch this is it <laughs> the problem with the study is um it is stuff like uh the, the studies that were in there it was doing stuff like fucking wall sausages right like the shittiest worst quality food you can imagine and going this makes you unhealthy it's like no shit if you go to use them as an example yeah exactly like you go to butcher you buy an organic grass-fed t-bone steak you get a lot of nutrient density in that food yeah um but yeah you use bacon you use fucking wall sausages you use like the scraps that no one else wants of course that causes shit in your body it's processed as well. Um, I mean, it's it's a load of shit. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. actually wanted to do one exercise. Um, shit, I've nearly forgotten about that. Because, do, do you you don't have space around you, do you? Uh, I can, if I move this forward a little bit, I might be able. Yeah, I might be able to. You go. All on. right. I, I don't be... know if you'd be able to do it sat down. Um, stand but up. this is like this is a mindset thing. Right. Let me stand. Up. Right, I'm stood up now. I think. Yeah, I am. So. This is how I can you touch like if you spin around, do you touch the wall behind you? Wait, if I go here, no. Cool. I'm free. I'm free like a bird. But this is the thing I use to convince people that mindset actually has an impact on how we work. Right? Okay. So all I want you to are you right or left-handed? Uh right-handed. Right-handed. Stick your right arm out in front of you. That way. Yep. And then rotate round to the right as far as you can, keeping your feet still. No, so round so round to the left, doing that. So like twist round. Yeah, like your whole body from your hips, like and point to a part on the wall as far as you can. Look over your arm. 
So just so it's staying out in front of you. Yep. Look over your arm. This side. Keep... No, no. Perfect. Good. Look at the point on the wall. You're pointing that now. Yeah. Keep that in your head. Spin back round. Okay. All right. Going to do a little bit of an exercise now. So close your eyes. Okay. I don't like this. Close your eyes. A few deep breaths. And if you listen along at home, like if you're listening along and doing this, you're in private, do this as well. All right. So what I want you to do whilst your eyes are closed, just imagine, just imagine, don't actually do it, that you are spinning around again. Except this next time, you go around an extra 50%. You see that mark on the wall and you go like 50% further. You hold it for a second and you bring it back around. A few more deep breaths. And after a couple of breaths, you spin around again. Okay. And you say, still keep imagining this. Is yeah. this still all in your imagination? Nah, I'm down. Still all in your imagination. You're just imagining this. Close your eyes. And this time, I want you to imagine that you're spinning around. You get to that point you reached last time, except all that happens is when you reach that point, you keep going. Like you keep going and go like you made a rubber. And all, the only thing you feel is like a really nice stretch in your spine. It just feels amazing. Like you pass that point, you go 360. And then you keep going past 360, like you stretch arm throw. You made a rubber. You keep going around and around, just slowly, really comfortably. And then just a couple of deep breaths and you bring it, bring it back around. So open your eyes. Okay. I want to actually physically do it. Spin back around as far as you can. And... Yep, as far as you can. Oh, fuck off, Andy. <laughs> cool. So in that time, how much mobility work did you do? I reckon it'd be on the wall. It'd be good half. It'd be probably nearly three-quarter of a metre. I mean, a, a good, good. Uh, nah, I don't like stuff like that. It goes to... <laughs> so this is... So, so when people say they think mind, mindset is bullshit, this is what I use to prove to them it's not. Like, in that time, you didn't do, go to a fucking yoga class. You didn't do a shitload of mobility work. This is where belief, like, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of beliefs about what we do, right? About how we do things, why we're doing the rest of it. I am going to take a swing and say you never at any point had a belief about how far you could stand up and twist around. No. Not knowing. Never. The only thing we changed was you imagining yourself going further. Yeah. And this is kind of where I say like this, we have all these little beliefs we don't even fucking know we have. Like imagine if in your business you could get 50% further just by using that in two minutes with yeah. your relationships, with your work, like every, everything, right? With your fucking gym workout, you, you, know, you, can, you know, you use this imagination, you convince yourself getting the three, four extra reps out. This affects more than we fucking know. Yeah, I 100% agree with the mind is, it's, mate, it's the engine. Yeah. You've got a shit engine, you're going to have a shit car. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? One of my, my, one of my favourite stories to tell about this is like, do you know the whole four minute, um, four minute mile story, how it's broken in the 50s? Yeah. Um, I've, I've read a book about this. Um, I can't remember what book it was. It was saying that it'll never be broken, never be broken. I just kept getting broken, broken, broken. Yeah. 
Yeah. So back in the 50s, Roger Bannister, British dude, he broke the Formula Mile. The reason no one broke it before him was because the information at the time was if you run that fast for that long, your heart will explode. Yeah. Like if you have that belief, and that, that was like science, right? That was what everyone believed. If you have that belief, you're not even going to fucking try to run a four minute mile. No. And this is where we kind of go, all right, we have to kind of bring a bit of self-awareness in and go, well, what do I have beliefs about? Do I believe that my genetics are holding me back? Do I believe that, you know, I'm never going to be that muscular? Do I believe that I can't eat well? Do I believe X, Y, Z? Because they're all like self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, that's like my favorite exercise to do to show people that mindset is an actual practical thing that gets results. That's fucking mad. That, that's wrecked my head. That's <laughs> half really annoyed good. me. I, that's half annoyed me because I'm not one for the stuff like I wouldn't say tricks because it's not trick, but it's, yeah. it's it's having that physical thing of someone going do this and you're like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's voodoo shit. Um, so th- that's when I say mindset, like that's a perfect example of what a good mindset coach should do. Not just get you to stand up and spin around, but get you to kind of understand get rid of the shit that's stopping you from spinning around yeah no i i can't yeah it's fucked my head yeah yeah so yeah that's me mate that's a kind of I yeah i'd say that's a that's a quite a long long episode that was an hour and 20 minutes or so but i'll say next time i get you on we're gonna we'll try hopefully we can get um trying to organize a face-to-face one maybe um that'd be good um and do a joe rogan-esque where there's fucking three or four different cameras and just let them roll um yeah headphones down for that um headphones in microphone on and just talk um about everything and everything and i i won't have to pick my girlfriend up from work hopefully (laughs) Um, which I'm a little bit late anyway, but <laughs> My bad. tell her tell her I said sorry. Uh, it's all right. She listened to the podcast and be like, "You were talking for a while, weren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my um, But yeah, before I go today, I better wish my little brother happy birthday because he's been catching up on all the podcasts, and I thought I'd oh, nice. better wish him a happy birthday. Um, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, so I, I know what it'll be if I don't. It'll be like, you said you were going to wish me happy birthday, did you never? Yeah. So there you go. Um, so, yeah. Thank uh, you for thank, time, mate. Thank you for thank having you, me on. Thank you for coming on, mate. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Uh, if you are listening on Apple devices, please hit the uh, reviews, uh, five-star review, and a comment if you, uh, if you can as well. Uh, and uh, let's climb them charts again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, thank you very much.